Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Kia ora and welcome to the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I am your host Jordan. I am mum to two beautiful little boys, Jai and Ali. I also host the Your Birth Project online hypnobirthing course and the Mini Kiwis First Aid course for parents of under five-year-olds. And I have an online store attached to Your Birth Project, which encompasses everything pregnancy, birth and postpartum related. So just absolutely love that side of the business. I'm also a very, very passionate storyteller and a lover of all things birth. So hence why I am leading you on this podcast. I'm not an advocate for any particular type of birth or model of birth care. I am simply here to hold space for this platform for you to share your beautiful stories with us all. You'll hear stories of joy, of heartbreak, of love, of loss, and each family has a different experience to share. I'm trying to bring to light stories that we often only tell in the darkest of places or to our closest of friends, but really are so important for everybody to hear. So I hope that you love the podcast of these beautiful families all over Aotearoa and I will let you jump into the podcast now. Enjoy. Hi Fiona, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. Hi Jordan, thank you so much for having me join you. It's, no um, problem. Yeah, I'm really excited and nervous at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Um, would you like to tell the listeners a little bit about you and who is in your family? Yep, sure. So my name is Fiona and I live in Birkenhead, Auckland with my husband Josh. And we've been married for about just over five years and we have Billy, who, our little girl, who is four, and Ruben, our son, is nine months. Awesome. Very cool. And I sort of follow you through um, through Instagram, and we work with the same team at Licorice, which is really cool. So do you want to um, so cool. yeah, just share about what you sort of share yep. on Instagram? Um, yeah, so I am a hair and makeup artist, and I've always um, well, I actually started out hairdressing um, many moons ago, <laughs> like yeah, about 10, 10 years ago, um, and I sort of just fell into doing hair and makeup, and then it wasn't until I met Josh um, that he sort of persuaded me to go out on my own and work for myself and yeah. um, start my own business, so yeah, I've I've been freelancing now for the last probably seven years and in that time I feel like yeah we've done a lot we've got married and we had 
I had Billy and then we bought our home and then um, we've sort of just been, I, I guess I sort of share a lot of like lifestyle now rather than just um, hair and makeup sort of beauty things. Mm. So yeah. Uh, we've, yeah, we've shared a lot of our renovation journey and obviously just yeah having two kids in the mix of that. So yeah, I just really enjoy sort of sharing um, little snippets of home life and just mum life and all that everything in between and bits of beauty as well <laughs> yeah awesome and I loved that you partnered with Briscoe's that was so cool oh my gosh oh yeah it, that was um yeah dream dream <laughs> collab of mine and, and definitely only possible since um joining with Licorice they they definitely made that happen which was really cool because yeah I just um it was sort of like Every everyone everyone online was like, oh, this you know needs to be a partnership. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like constantly sharing, yeah, Briscoe's finds. <laughs> yeah, awesome, cool. And we're obviously here to talk about your um, pregnancy and birth stories today. So, do you want to talk us through yeah. what the journey was like to pregnancy for you guys the first time? Yeah, so we got married in two thousand and six and we pretty much fell pregnant straight away after getting married um like I think I found out must have been like six weeks after we got married was actually I think it was when we got back from our honeymoon um that I yeah realized I was pregnant and because we we just sort of said you know once we get married we'll see what happens and you just never know how long it's going to take so we were definitely surprised when we fell pregnant straight away pretty much mm-hmm. <laughs> it yeah. was kind of like okay yep we're doing this <laughs> um didn't know if I was like you know I, I suppose yeah when you're ready you're ready but mm. um yeah and then I had a very sort of yeah straightforward pregnancy I didn't get any sort of sickness or anything I felt really lucky there like it was maybe just like a little bit of mild um, nausea on a few days in the first trimester. Um, But yeah, something I I remember speaking about in my, I think it was in the second trimester, I did actually experience like really intense, um, like emotion, like I just felt really emotional, like Mm -hmm. overly emotional. Like I just, one of my, one of my most vivid memories is we we were going to Queenstown for a holiday and I remember flying into Queenstown and I was like thinking oh it was actually my first I think it was my first time there and I was just thinking wow this place is so stunning like I'd mm. just be so overjoyed to be here and I just felt incredibly teary and like I couldn't I couldn't control how it was like I, I just felt overwhelmed all the time it did, it did kind of subside in my third trimester but yeah I remember feeling um really guilty because I was like oh you know this should be such a happy time mm. and I wasn't sick I was completely healthy and not you know struggling physically um and everything with Billy was you know she was tracking well it was just completely healthy pregnancy and I just felt so overwhelmed by my emotions and I was like quite yeah confused at the time but I guess it's just you know hormones can do that to you Mm -hmm. yeah um and 
yeah so no the other than that it was a pretty yeah straightforward pregnancy um and did you have a midwife or were you with an obstetrician um yeah so we had an obstetrician um yeah and which I guess I'll sort of touch on Mm. I thought later but um yeah with with Ruben I had a midwife and so yeah, but the obstetrician didn't really end up being what I had hoped um, it would be. Uh, I just thought, I just, I guess, naively thought that it would, because, you know, you're paying, it would be like an extra level of support. Mm. And, but it, it just was like, couldn't have been more opposite, actually. It was yeah. almost sort of quite impersonal and like felt a lot more clinical and, mm. um, yeah, I just, I was sort of thinking that by having an obstetrician, yeah, they would, yeah, take the extra care mm. and, like, have more of a personal touch. But I guess in hindsight, that I think that's definitely what you get more from a midwife. I, I think it depends, obviously, yeah. on the person and the relationship. But the place that I went to ended up, like, I didn't actually, like I saw quite a few different obstetricians uh, okay. and things, so it yeah. wasn't, yeah, which was probably just a bit of lack of research on my part, but <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't what I had imagined it to be at all. Yeah. 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 And did you find out um, the sex of your baby in your first pregnancy? Yes. Yeah. At the 20 week scan, we found out um, we're having a, uh, Billy, our little girl, and I actually remember feeling really disappointed because <laughs> um, uh, my husband Josh is—he's got three sisters, and I think I think he's the only. Yeah, he's yeah, he's sort of like the only boy in his mm. in his family, and um, his sisters had two girls, and. Um, yeah, like every, I think I, he just was like, oh, I'd be just so over, moon, over the moon for a boy. And I think I just, deep down, I was like, oh, like I want I want him to have that. Like, yeah. I want him to be able to have, yeah, but, um, which is so silly to think about <laughs> now. But I did, I remember feeling really disappointed. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wanted, I wanted him to have a boy. <laughs> yeah. It's actually really funny. I get lots of messages on the podcast page um, asking me to talk about that because it's so common, but I feel like nobody ever like says it out loud because you feel like guilty or like you're ungrateful. Oh, no. or I don't know, but um, yeah. yeah, no, I definitely did at the time. I felt silly for feeling that because I was like, well, you know, you just want a healthy baby and mm. all of that. But um, yeah, no, I definitely felt like really disappointed, but I mm. obviously in the next coming weeks, like this, Got you get over it. Yeah, came around. I got really excited. I got really excited for all the girl things. Yeah, yeah, awesome, cool. And did you do any like antenatal classes or birth education? Yeah, so we did antenatal, and looking back now, um, I just feel so disappointed at how much emphasis they. It's all about the birth. When I just, I just feel like you know, women need so much support postnatally mm. and um, 
and that first year like and and taking your baby home and like and like raising your baby and Mm. and just I think there's so much emphasis on the birth and um you know and with Billy we ended up having an emergency cesarean and um I just totally wasn't prepared for it because Mm. they didn't they didn't cover it like it was just they just covered like the labor and you know like I I just yeah I I know there's probably other other courses available you know that you can do now um but yeah the one that the antenatal class that we did was just very much like birth focused and and your textbook birth like yeah labor and things what to look for and um yeah so I mean it was fun at the time and very eye-opening but Mm -hmm. looking back now I just wish I'd had been better prepared for you know those first few weeks at home with your baby yeah um and like simple things like how to how to wind your baby and yeah um, yeah just yeah settling and um I guess different ways of swaddling or just you know all of those things that really help in those first few weeks when you're trying to find your feet mm. um yeah 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 for sure and so did you have like after your antenatal classes did you have much of a thought process around how you wanted your birth to go or much of a birth plan Um, I was really really just like go with the flow yeah I kind of planned like not to make Mm. a plan but I guess um yeah with with things like I was just so blasé about it I was like Mm. I don't want to get any preconceived ideas about how it's going to go because you know um like I knew I one thing I knew I was like oh I'm pretty sure I won't be able to handle the pain so I was like give (laughs) me the epidural (laughs) um and yeah so that was something I was open to I was like yep definitely like if I feel like it gets too much, I won't mm. say no to the epidural. Um, and yeah, so I think I think because I was so laid back and so like didn't really put much thought into anything, having yeah. the emergency cesarean was it just came at such a huge shock. Like yeah. I just I hadn't even considered it. Like yeah. it never even crossed my mind that it was you know. A potential outcome mm-hmm. yeah 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 um and so i just you... yeah so i hadn't even read up on it i knew nothing about um yeah the process and yeah healing and all of that and yeah i just found i just found the whole thing a lot so i think i think i went to 40 weeks three days but those yeah. last three days i spent at home having like re- i think they were just really intense breaks and hips mm. And it was like really hard to sleep. Um, so by the time we went to hospital, like I was already really exhausted and my mm-hmm. body was just like I just felt so um sore. But yeah, I it, and I kept on thinking like, Oh, you know, am I going into labour? Because well, we went we went in a couple of times, but I just wasn't wasn't mm-hmm. dilated like hardly at all. Yeah. Um yeah, but something I something I think um, 
like the the cesarean like my memory surrounding the actual that time we went into hospital is so bad like mm. I actually really struggle to remember little details like I think we went in at about nine o'clock and things just were not progressing um and yeah and then I think so they they gave me the epidural and I think I think they I think they broke my waters mm. to try and um get things moving a bit quicker and so yeah and then things started to happen I did go into labor um and yeah basically all I remember is it was about sort of 5 a.m and uh she I think she got she started to get stuck yeah and um yeah her her heart rate started to drop like she she sort of um it just all happened so quick and then Mm. literally like within five minutes I was on the table and um (laughs) I just one of the one of the biggest things I remember is um like I hadn't I hadn't waxed or anything Mm. like I was just like you know it was yeah and I just remember being strapped to the table and looking up and there was like this bearded man just like shaving me down oh yes (laughs) (laughs) yeah I was just like wow Uh, you know like you're you're just like in the most vulnerable state um yeah and then because I guess with it being an emergency and it all happens so quick and they just want to get the baby out I just um yeah, like I think I was I was just so panicked and mm. feeling so stressed out about all of a sudden just, you know, being in an emergency cesarean situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um and I I remember like the feeling of her being pulled out and them doing the incision as well. I just remember because you obviously you can't feel but you can feel motion mm. like you don't feel any pain but you can feel emotion I remember when they were pulling her out I genuinely felt like all of my organs and mm. like everything yeah. was just coming out with her like it was <laughs> yeah. so intense and it was yeah that that was something that afterwards I was like if you know if anyone ever asked me like oh how was your birth with Billy like I just couldn't talk about it it would just make me so I don't know it would just kind of like I just would feel so anxious and Mm. um yeah I guess still in shock that it happened and um but yeah so she came out and they she had fluid on her lungs so they took they took her away to to clear that and obviously get her breathing and um yeah so it was just quite overwhelming being stitched up and she was sort of on the other side of the room and I couldn't see her or hear her cry um yeah yeah, so it was just sort of yeah talking about that and remembering that I just it was so scary I yeah she didn't really breathe for a while um but yeah and then um yeah going back up to the room and like just the whole the whole process of being like having had major surgery and then Mm. they hand you your baby and like our our journey with breastfeeding with her was just terrible and I think it kind of just added to my overall like anxiety 
Mm. She, every time she would let, she would try. I'd try and get her to latch. Um, she would just scream like she did not want to take the boob at all. Yeah. And yeah, I found that as well very traumatizing. Mm. <laughs> because just like I so badly wanted it to work. Yeah. And it didn't. So yeah, she she took a bottle from quite early on. Um. But yeah, one thing that, that really surprised me again, I was when I was pregnant, I was so blase and I was like, you know, whatever whatever works, if we breastfeed, if we don't, we don't. Like, you know, bottle fed is best. Like I was mm. always yeah, just fed is best, whatever works for us. But when it came down to it and the breastfeeding not working, yeah, it actually it surprised me. It made me feel really sad. Mm. Yeah that it didn't work and I sort of felt like I had like failed a little bit Mm. I never I never imagined I would feel that way but yeah I definitely there was a time I was just like oh so so gutted with myself that it wasn't working yeah 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 no I can relate to that I think it's like sort of one of those things before you have a baby you're like oh yeah you know just do whatever works and and yeah, I know that fed is best, and I'm a hundred percent on board with that too. But I remember those yes, sorts of feelings yeah. um, um, with Jai as well. You sort of feel like mm-hmm. maybe it's just the pressure from society that. Um, yeah, 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 I, I, I felt that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. there's so much, um, and even in hospital, yeah, there was a a lot of pressure from. Mm. Um, the nurses and stuff to really try and get you know yeah, yeah. her to feed and they're sort of like manhandling your boobs like yeah. to get this baby on on to latch on and yeah and I just yeah she would just scream and it would just mm. make like uh, we would just both be in tears every yeah. single time and yeah. I would get anxiety every time she was ready for a feed and it just mm-hmm. got to the point where like this isn't good for me my yeah. mental health if I'm just worried all the time um about her feeding so yeah, yeah. but eventually yeah bottle, bottle feeding I think I think as well a lot of people don't they fail to mention that if you're bottle feeding your baby you're still you're still feeding your baby and you're still having yeah. those beautiful moments like you're yeah. still holding your baby and you still get that eye eye contact and yeah, yeah I think especially like for first time mums there's so much talk around breastfeeding yeah. creates this beautiful connection and yes it does but so does bowl feeding like mm. I, I feel like I've experienced both both sides now um Ruben couldn't be more opposite um <laughs> exclusively breastfed so it's yeah it's been quite nice to to experience both feeding yeah. journeys yeah um, I think that's her, yeah really important as well to talk about right is that um yeah you still get those same bonding Exactly, um, yeah. With your baby, it's not like you're just you know sure. no longer feeding them or no longer spending that yeah. time with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, awesome. And how long did you take to recover from your C-section? How did you find that? Um, probably, probably physically, like sort of six to eight weeks. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think later on down the track, like mentally. 
Mm. I didn't really sort of just put everything, all of those feelings of it being traumatic sort of, you know, swept it under the rug and you carry on and you just, you know, you're busy because you're, you're, you know, being a mum. And I think later on it definitely sort of probably morphed into like postnatal anxiety. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Mm. Um, and yeah, it it seems something that yeah has sort of cropped up again with Ruben. Um, yeah, and I think I've dealt with it a lot better this time because yeah, last time with Billy, I just sort of you know you just carry on, and um, neither Josh or I we we don't have any family in Auckland, so the support thing has um, yeah, it's been hard. There there are definitely times um, it's really hard not having family close by um and Josh's work is very demanding Mm -hmm. and um yeah I remember in that first year of Billy I definitely felt a lot of resentment towards Josh um with how much how much he you know has worked worked a lot or he still does he works a lot and um yeah, even though he is incredibly supportive and he's always there for me, um, and when he is at home, he's an amazing dad and he like mm. is really hands on. But I just, um, yeah, there were a lot of feelings of resentment yeah. when I was struggling at home. Um, yeah, and again, coming back to like, I think this postnatally for mums, you know. It's like, oh, the first six weeks you need all that help and you're and then you're good to go. But I think mothers still need so much support mm, and that sure. it, you, you know, like yeah. a, a year on, like two years on, like yeah. it's, such, it's such a journey it's and it's such hard work. Yeah, yeah. It's totally. such hard work and it's a roller coaster of emotions and yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And was there anything that sort of helped you with that postnatal anxiety in that first year of Billy's life? Um, looking back now, because she was she she was right from a baby, and even to this day, is the most independent. Yeah, like she with I guess with her being bottle fed, you know, it become it opens the doors of being able to receive help because Mm. you know someone else can feed her and I think from about 10 months like I started using um sort of like a nanny off and on when I I'm not a nanny I guess like the same girl I would use um for when I would book work in and I so I went back to work um quite early on with Billy and it sort of it was something that really helped me find my identity again. Mm. Like I, I do also feel like when I had Billy for the first six months, I was so lost and I, I, I didn't really feel like me 
at all. Mm. Like I couldn't really um, identify any of my new life as a mum to to like who I was before. Um, I don't know. It's a hard one to put into words, but I did. Yeah, I probably. I think it probably came down to not having much support around mm. um, in terms of family. Like it was always just sort of me. Um, and yeah, so when, when she was sort of old enough that I could go back to work, um, and start, you know, doing hair and makeup again, that was something that helped me, yeah, feel a little bit more like I got a bit of myself back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did. But in terms of the anxiety, I didn't, I didn't go to my doctor or I didn't, you know, I probably should have done maybe like counseling or something like talked about it or just yeah but I just sort of put everything swept it all under the rug and you just move on yeah um yeah yeah and how did you go um in terms of deciding or did you decide that you wanted to have another baby and what that age gap might look like and yeah how did you sort of yeah yeah. so we we definitely, yeah, once I sort of found my feet again, I was like, yep, I definitely w- we always wanted to have two kids. And, yeah, so when Billy was one and a half, I fell pregnant again. But we actually miscarried at 13 weeks. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, came to a real shock. And yeah. So I was looking at my camera roll this morning to find out how old Billy was. Um, when we miscarried so I could I could tell you and I looked at the dates um, there was some pictures of um, me in hospital when I miscarried and it was the 20th of April 2019 and yeah Ruben's birth date was the 20th of April 2021 oh wow so yeah so I didn't actually realize that until I looked at um, the dates this morning and I thought oh wow that's that's pretty crazy mm. um, so yeah two years later um, after that miscarriage we yeah, had Ruben yeah um, but yeah so that was definitely that was definitely a hard time as well like it was something you wasn't really prepared for you know you never mm. after a after a completely healthy and normal pregnancy and no yeah. struggles getting pregnant the first time and then yeah, it was it was definitely something that sort of blindsided us, and um, yeah, as well, like I, I see now why it is so hard for people to talk about because yeah, um, yeah, it's like I'm a real open book, but that at, around the time, um, that was something that yeah, I did really struggle to talk about. I, I almost weirdly enough felt embarrassed because we'd actually obviously been 13 weeks. We'd told people we yeah. were pregnant. Yeah. And then I just felt really embarrassed that, you know, all of a sudden that pregnancy was no more. Um, yeah, so so that was a really difficult time. And yeah. I actually had a really awful experience I with my midwife that I had got. Um, she never prepared me for like when your body actually goes through the mis- miscarriage right. we went to yeah. that scan um we went to a scan at 13 weeks and that's when 
the ultrasound technician was, you know, like really struggling to find a heartbeat and I'd actually gone on my own because Josh was at work and, mm. you know, so I had found out that the baby was, you know, no longer and she had said to me, oh, you know, like, um, you will have, um, you'll probably have a period, you know, in about four weeks or so. Um and so I just, yeah, I wasn't really prepared for, you know, when your body actually mm. miscarries. Um, and I was working on a wedding and I just started getting like, yeah, like almost like contraction, like pain. Mm. Um, yeah, worked, worked through it and managed to finish the bridal party and drove home. And luckily it was a low, like, local to where I live it was only sort of like a 15 minute drive home yeah and on the on the way home like I was in so much pain and my my waters actually broke um like I oh no in the in the car and then I got home and um yeah sort of like you obviously passed the clock for like I think it was six hours I was at home and we were just Josh and I were just like horrified like my midwife had Mm. not prepared me for that yeah and yeah yeah, so went to hospital and um ended up having to get like a little bit the last sort of taken out um and yeah so that was like a real sort of I guess traumatic experience as well. I was just I was so disappointed, and and there was no like um, so Josh was actually bringing my midwife, and um, yeah, she was just like, oh yeah, like um, you know, if you're if you got if you bleed for any more than than I think she said like four or five hours, like go into hospital, um, and. Yeah, I ended up passing out, so that's why we went. Oh, home. No. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. But I just yeah. like I I guess again like something that you never really hear people talk yeah. about. Yeah. Yeah. Like the actual. Yeah. So no, that was a real <laughs> um, crazy experience. Yeah, and how did you sort of like recover mentally from that? Did it take you a while to um? Yeah, I guess process what had happened and go through that grieving cycle or what did that look like for you? Definitely. I think um I again like probably probably should have um you know like got some help or like talked to someone about it. Um Mm. but one of the biggest things for me is I just I just wanted I wanted so badly to to get pregnant again um and it did it did actually take us a while after that um yeah so yeah I just remember feeling like I just yeah I just so badly wanted another baby and then um just felt worried that you know what if we can't Mm. what if yeah we can't have another baby yeah it's until you're until you're in that in that experience where yeah I, I I don't know I think I took I took my pregnancy with Billy like for granted like it just you know yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah 
And so when did you start thinking about trying again and what did that look like? Um, oh, I struggle to remember. Well, I, I think like a few months after after the miscarriage, we started to yeah. try again. Um, and then, yeah, I think for, like quite a few months down the line and nothing was happening. Um, I did sort of look into more of like my ovulation and yeah. And yeah, and then I I think it was pretty much like once I figured out my ovulation dates, it pretty much like happened, yeah, straight away. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, very again, quite a straightforward pregnancy with Ruben. Um, no sort of real sickness. Yeah, just like yeah. that sort of extreme fatigue <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can relate. <laughs> and um. <laughs> So did you go with a different midwife this time? So, yeah, I had Katie Hawkey, and she was just such a healing experience. She was mm. amazing. Like, she was yeah. great. Yeah, um, awesome. Yeah, really loved loved her having her as my midwife. It was, yeah. like, everything I would ha- I sort of had hoped for mm. the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so did you talk with her sort of throughout your pregnancy about what kind of birth you might want to try and have this time around? Yeah, I, I think in the beginning I was I was really not sure. I was really not sure whether I wanted to try for a V-back. Mm. Um, I, I guess you could have could say I was like completely on the fence. Like I wasn't sure whether I'd go for one or the other. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then in the end, I think my anxiety surrounding like just not knowing the outcome if yeah. I was to go for a VBAC. I just, in the end, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to find so much peace in knowing exactly how it's going to look. So yeah, yeah. We, we went for an elected caesarean and it was a completely different experience to yeah. obviously an emergency and it was... um still quite intense but it mm. was it was a lot more um enjoyable obviously not being tired and yeah. exhausted yeah um and like just the whole when when you go into theater like everybody introducing themselves and just a lot more like calmer and obviously yeah way more relaxed than than an emergency yeah. Yeah, awesome. And did you talk with Katie about your breastfeeding journey previously and what your thoughts were this time or did that not come up? Yeah, yeah. I um I had mentioned to her how how much trouble I'd had trying to feed Billy and I really yeah. hoped, had hoped that I could breastfeed um Ruben or this, you know, the second baby and um yeah, he he latched right away and he's just been a dream feeder like yeah. the entire time. I haven't I haven't come into any any breastfeeding issues. Probably like a little bit of a bit of an oversupply in the beginning. Yeah. Um, but it was it was manageable. Like he he yeah. I um probably the only thing I had trouble with him in those first three months was just extreme wind in the yeah. evenings and yeah. 
Yeah. And how did your recovery go this time around from your C-section? Was it very different? Yeah, much. It sort of felt much quicker. Yeah. Um, and I was really worried, like, what my scar would look like. But my incisions are made, like, a, it's amazing. And mm-hmm. it's almost no different to what it was before. Like, I, I just had it in my head, like, it would look a lot more like a scar having yeah, yeah. two cesareans. But no, it it um, still looks exactly the same um, as what it did before, which I came to a real surprise. <laughs> yeah, because they use the same incision site, right? Yeah, yeah, they yeah. just, I think they just either go like very minimally above it or I mm. think possibly just over top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. And how have you found um, your anxiety levels this time? Yeah, so um, I definitely. I definitely started to notice anxiety really creeping in sort of around like, or just, yeah, that the newborn stage, like I, I never got the dreamy newborn stage with Billy and I didn't really, like I coped a lot better with Ruben, but I still found it. I still found my anxiety to be really bad just with having, you know, the unsettled baby in the evening. Like, yeah, yeah. You just sort of like go through the day, like, gearing up for that like four or five o'clock sort of witching hour um where I just yeah struggled to settle him and mm. yeah Billy Billy was particularly bad she screamed a lot she was always she was really unsettled but um yeah so I think around four or five months I actually went to my doctor and I um yeah I've I now have been taking medication since then and it's, yeah. it's helped incredibly yeah um just for day to day and I feel a lot more just like even keeled like I can cope mm. um cope a lot easier and I just don't feel sort of worried all the time um, yeah 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 that's important right to yeah get that help if you can and feel like you yeah. need it because yeah it makes a huge difference and I think something as well that cropped up with Ruben I was really surprised by and, and at first didn't really know what it was. Um, as I, yeah, in the newborn stage, I, I actually started to experience like a lot of intrusive thoughts. And mm-hmm. at the yeah. time, I didn't really know what they were. And I just thought, oh my gosh, there's something wrong with me. Like, I, yeah, I vividly remember going for a walk with him in the stroller he must have just been about a few weeks old and um yeah I just remember thinking like imagining the stroller you know like rolling out onto the road and Mm. you know being hit by a car and it's just like the most horrible horrible thought but I yeah I guess would describe the intrusive thoughts kind of like they're kind of like just like a train that goes through your mind like there's no stopping it just happens and it's so yeah abrasive and shocking and then you're kind of like oh my gosh why why did I just imagine that like that's horrible yeah um so I sort of became more aware of these thoughts like it would just sort of be quite jarring things like that occasionally um and then I read into it a bit more and felt a lot better knowing that it's actually probably linked to more to like I guess 
post-traumatic stress or you know the anxiety yeah. was doing yeah. it yeah um so yeah because I had never I had never heard anything about it before so I was yeah um yeah when it first started happening I was really confused yeah, but then yeah I, felt felt much much better when I realized that it's actually can be quite common it's just a hard thing for people to talk about because you know it's not nice and you know you don't you don't want someone to think like you're a bad mom or no. you, you yeah. know yeah I totally get that I um I definitely experience intrusive thoughts that I have done with both boys and I actually did mm-hmm. even before I was a mum, and I just didn't know yeah, that there was really. like a name for it um, yeah. and yeah definitely it's become worse since having the boys but I think um yeah I yeah 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 I worked with a um psychiatrist many years ago now but about like ways to try and combat those intrusive thoughts and a lot of it's around like logical kind of reasoning and like Mm -hmm. putting yourself like back into the moment where you are and that type of thing so yeah I think it's a really interesting topic to explore but I agree we don't often talk about it because it feels like if you say that thought out loud um people are gonna think yeah yeah it's um yeah and it can just yeah like I say it just always sounds so jarring to say you know scenarios that are going through your mind yeah even though you don't want to think that yeah yeah so that was yeah it's definitely been something I've gone through with Ruben yeah um but I totally think it was it's probably all linked back to when I had Billy as well and wasn't feeling a hundred percent yeah with you know the anxiety and then the miscarriage and Mm -hmm. um yeah yeah. It would always be quite prevalent in the times I'd noticed that I just didn't feel like I was coping as much. Yeah, yeah. No, I can can definitely relate to that. And is there anything else um, in your stories that you feel like we haven't covered or, yeah, anything else that you want to include in your story? Um, no, I think, yeah, since becoming a mum, I think I just, yeah, I feel really passionate about supporting the mum like post baby and yeah. like much longer after just just because of my own experience and yeah yeah um yeah I think having having babies is just like oh it's just such a wild ride right like there's <laughs> totally. so many things so many things along the way that you're just like oh wow like yeah <laughs> yeah but no um I can't think of anything, anything else other than that. Like I feel like I have have spoken a lot on like the hardships, but yeah, absolutely like love being a mum and love love my kids and yeah, it is. I think it is amazing just how much having kids grows you as a person. Yeah, yeah. yeah so no, I feel like. Yeah, my journey has definitely, yeah, sh- like shaped me so much more into like just, yeah, I guess a different person than I was yeah. before having babies. So that happened, that's like everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's yeah, just like you're going to have total... children remain unchanged. Oh, no way. It's just like a total, total change. Yeah. 
awesome cool well thank you so much fiona for coming on the podcast and sharing oh, your stories with for us having me, Jordan. No yeah, problem. definitely a scary thing to do but i, I hope <laughs> that maybe someone can resonate with some of the things i've said along yeah, the no. way i think there'll be lots of people out there who think oh my gosh that's you know exactly like me or very similar to my story so thank you yeah cool oh that's all you hope for right <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales. I hope you have enjoyed it and I really look forward to bringing you another awesome episode next week.